Hey everybody, it's Goju Ninja here, back for another podcast. The subject I want to talk about today is pressure testing. We hear that a lot now with new age martial arts and mixed martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and slowly starting to come into play in karate and traditional karate. And I think it's absolutely necessary to do pressure testing, even if you're just a karate practitioner. I know a majority of our training has to do and deal with kata and explanation in bunkai, where we discuss the techniques, the philosophies, the theories behind how we're going to be able to execute these moves. And we do a lot of scenario-based movements, like, all right, you're standing in front of a guy, the guy steps forward, punches with the right hand, we move out to the side, kakiyuki open hand, and we do A, B, and C, and the fight's over. I think those are critical for your karate training, especially for beginners who need to kind of had a little bit of a, of a more controlled atmosphere to be able to try moves. But once some moves are established, I think that you need to move into the pressure testing format and not just sparring because sparring, although it's amazing and you should, you should do it a lot, it may condense the amount of techniques that you can do into just punching and kicking, right? I know you can obviously do elbows and knees. We see it in Muay Thai. But if you want more intricate moves, I think that you should do the kata, learn the bunkai in a super slow controlled setting, and then try that same bunkai with a middle to heavy, heavily resistant opponent. Um, that opponent will know what you're going to do to them, but it seems to be very successful in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so I believe that it would be very helpful in karate some schools may already do it and I may just be preaching to the choir but I also see a lot of schools that don't do it Um, there's times even in our school where we'll get an influx of beginners we won't have a lot of pressure testing it's all basics and maybe only mild sparring or some some very mild scenario based movements and then you know once they get to the next level we'll we'll do the pressure testing but I think that uh, every karate school needs to do that, especially traditional karate school. And it's also whether they're doing it in Okinawa or not really doesn't matter or pertain to us because we're just enhancing our training. Don't change anything, of course, you know, unless it's you have to change it for yourself, but keep that in mind. I think a lot of us might also get kind of trapped in the world of scenario-based in explanation because as karate practitioners, maybe by nature we're very detailed uh, and that is probably what brings us to karate because we understand that everything is not so out in the open. Now I'm not talking about secret techniques in the kata or humitsu or things like that. I just mean in general I think we're detailed individuals and that's what draws us to that art. Um, And also I think doing pressure testing will enhance your katas. Now, if you do kata specifically for a sport reason, then this may not benefit you because you need to make sure your your hands are very crisp, the slowing down and, and, and quickening of your movements are good for point systems and, you know, ending in a, a, a centralized posture, uh, which may not be conducive with real world fighting. Um, so, 
for people who do pressure testing, I think that once you do pressure testing, it's going to make you effective defensively while doing your kata. Um, kind of a little example would be, you know, if you're doing side blocking, let's say you're Goju Ru, and I'm sure the other styles have variations of side block, um, and you're, you know, dragging your hand all the way to the right side of your body to block a punch that's going to go to the left side. Well, maybe that might not be so effective when a extremely quick punch comes in. Maybe you are only doing a half movement or instead of reaching across your body and then outward like you would in a really strict traditional format, you may end up slinging your hand more out to meet their hand more like a parry or something along those lines. And lastly, with pressure testing, I think it's going to expose more within your katas than you may know at the moment, which is the moves in between the moves. I'm going to make a whole other podcast about that. I see some people that don't focus in on it, not saying anything negative. I just hope that when I explain some things as well as share some videos on my Instagram page, Goju Ninja, I can show why it's the moves in between the moves are so important when it pertains to kata. We always worry so much about the top layer of the body. Okay, yeah, the feet move and we get in the position, then bam, we're blocking, we're grabbing, we're striking. And I think that uh, I would say about 80% of your move being effective has to do with that. The top half of your body, how you move, how you block, how you grab. Your feet movement, I think a lot of it is going to come more into perspective when you're concentrating on the moves in between the moves. Meaning, moving, you know, Gekai Daiichi and Goju. The first move is to step out, rising block. Then you step forward, punch. Then you step back, Shikodachi, down block. The move in between the punch and Shikodachi can be better understood and more applicable if you look at the feet and how they move in that instance. That's the move in between the move. What always leads your hands, your feet. Your feet always leads your hands. So the moves in between the moves, how you are moving when your feet land and strike are going to help actually make these moves effective. And I don't have a video for this podcast per se right now, but just thinking that, putting that thought in your mind of the moves in between the moves while you're doing realistic pressure testing may be more important than actually worrying about, okay, is this a rising block? Am I doing a kakiyuki? Am I doing a koken? This and that. You know, we always say in karate, feet then hands, feet then hands, feet then hands, just like any good striker is going to try to have his feet or foot planted before he strikes. That's my rant for today. Hopefully you enjoyed this little short one and uh, kind of explaining the importance of pressure testing. Um, and I'll try to come up with more. Thanks, ladies and gents.